0: Sit back. What NFC East quarterback? Relax. In the movie Ocean's Eleven. Put on your think cap. What prized possession did Danny Ocean get ready for the show? In chemistry, what is the name of the principal? And here's your host. During what year was the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Kevin. How's it going everybody? Welcome to the ThinkCap Trivia Podcast. My name is Kevin and it's my pleasure to be your host. Now it's been a couple weeks since I last recorded but in the meantime I've been whipping up some fresh new ideas for ThinkCap to thrust us into the new year of 2021. Typically I do each podcast solo and cover 10 general trivia questions, their answers, and some fun behind the trivia facts. This week though we've got Something a little bit different in store. This week is going to be the first ever ThinkCAP Challenger Series. And what is the Challenger Series, you may ask? Well, after gathering some feedback from the fans, I was told that you guys were hungry for a little bit of competition and that you wanted more ways to get involved with the show. Since we're not back to normal yet from the coronavirus, I haven't hosted an in-person trivia night in almost 10 months And let me tell you, I'm definitely missing the competitive aspect of a classic trivia night as well. So um, I'm excited to really get this thing going. And let me break down for you how the Challenger series is going to work. The Challenger series will involve a head to head style trivia game between two participants. I will pose 10 different trivia questions throughout the game with each participant having the opportunity to answer first five times. If they get the question correct, they will earn 10 points. If they get it wrong, their opponent will have the opportunity to steal the question and earn five points for themselves if they answer it correctly. Whoever is answering first will have 30 seconds to respond, while the opposition will have 15 seconds during their steal opportunity. To add a little twist to the game, in the case that a player would be mathematically eliminated from winning before they get to attempt all five of their questions first, a seesaw question would be triggered. And now, okay, what's a seesaw question, right? Well, first, what's a seesaw? It's, it's a playground device in which two participants go up and down by alternating pushing off the ground back and forth. And a fun fact about seesaws, interestingly enough, there's no historical record as to who invented it. But anyway, the, the seesaw question will involve a trivia question with multiple answers. The participants will go back and forth naming answers to the question and whoever fails to produce a correct answer first will lose the round. If the player who was to be eliminated wins the seesaw, they will earn 10 points and the opportunity to answer the next question first. In the event of a tie at the end of a game, the seesaw question will also act as a tiebreaker. If the seesaw question is activated mid-game and the score still somehow ends up as a tie in the end, there will be one more question that will be a closest without going over style question where the second challenger will have the first stab at it. Challengers every week will be composed of either fans who wish to participate in the show or of your favorite free parking personalities who want to test their wits. If you have an interest in being a part of the competition, you can DM ThinkCaps Instagram at T-H-I-N-K-K-A-P And I will add you to the list of prospective trivia talents. All right. So now that I've explained all the rules for you, let me introduce to you our first ever challengers. Our challengers this week are two of my personal friends who also happen to be enormous trivia buffs. They've both been fans of ThinkCAP since the very beginning. And as such, I felt they would be worthy competitors for the first ever challenger series. First, we have Dan, who is a coach at the University of Minnesota, who is a huge Jeopardy fan and watches it almost every day. Dan, do you want to introduce yourself? Say hi real quick.
1: Hey, guys. Kevin, thank you so much for having me on. Huge fan of the show. Really looking forward to kicking Clayton's butt. So I appreciate the opportunity.
0: (laughs) All right. So uh, a little spoiler there, but our second guest is going to be Clayton. Who is working on a PhD in chemical engineering and has been competing in organized trivia competitions since he was 12? I think Dan has his work cut out for him today. Wouldn't you say so, Clayton? You wanna say hi?
2: Hey, y'all. Yeah, I definitely say Dan has his work cut out for him today. Uh, he likes to call me nerd, and there's a reason for that, and I'm gonna show him what this nerd knows.
0: Perfect. All right, thanks, guys. Uh, gentlemen, are you ready to put on your think caps and get this thing rolling?
2: My think cap stays on.
1: Let's do it. Here we go.
0: All right, great. So um, when I first introduced these guys to the idea of the Challenger series, I asked them a trivia question, which Dan got right before Clayton. So he is going to be the first uh, to have the first stab at the first question. So Dan, are you ready? You will have 30 seconds to answer this question. Um, If you fail to get it correct, again, Clayton will have a chance to steal. The first question. In Greek mythology, what did the Cyclops forge for Zeus? I'll ask it twice. In Greek mythology, what did the Cyclops forge for Zeus?
1: This is tough. Um, The Cyclops, I believe, was a Titan, uh, if I'm not mistaken, um, which I know, will believe, they partnered with the gods for some things. Um, 10 seconds. I'm gonna go with those fancy lightning bolts that Zeus liked to use.
0: All right, your 30 seconds is up. Your final answer is lightning bolts. And that answer is correct. Lightning bolts is the right answer at the buzzer. First ever question, first correct for Dan.
1: I am ecstatic. Wow, that feels good.
0: I love it. All right. Clayton, you are up with question number two. This one's a short one. What are drumlins and eskers formed by? Oh, man. Once again, what are drumlins and eskers formed by?
2: Drumlins and eskers. I don't know if I've ever heard those words before, so I'm I'm nervous going into it, but it sounds, it almost sounds silly enough like the word fjord. Uh, which makes me think that these are uh, geographical things that are formed by rivers. That's gonna be my final guess.
0: Rivers is your final guess. And that answer is incorrect. Dan, you have 15 seconds to steal. Ready, go. Hmm.
1: To me, these sound like they have something to do with music or sound. So I am going to go with sound waves, but ooh, I don't know. I'm I'm also stabbing in the dark here.
0: All right. So uh, you are also incorrect. Um, so we don't have any points given out that round. Clayton was actually very close. Drumlins and Eskers are formed by glacial movements glaciers Mm. is your right answer to that one so no points awarded but clayton you i i really thought you were just going to pull that one
2: out of out of absolutely nowhere what are glaciers if not rivers of ice
1: (laughs) you know clayton (laughs) did get me thinking my my neck well really i was probably along the lines of tectonic plates okay uh, after i heard clayton's reasoning but my initial gut said. It sounds like sound. I don't know (laughs) what it is. Maybe decibels, I don't know.
0: Good one. All right, so no points awarded to that question. Let's move on to question number three. Uh, This one, Dan, you're gonna have the first opportunity to answer this one. Released in 1971, how many bits were on the Intel 4004 CPU chip? Once again, released in 1971, how many bits were on the Intel 4004 CPU chip?
1: Hmm. Okay. So I know a little bit about this kind of stuff. I, I'm pretty sure I've watched some documentaries on this. And I know that bits are a system for keeping binary information, if I'm not incorrect, um, with computers. And I know that nowadays they are incredibly larger than they used to be and more efficient. And I think that the early ones were only holding about eight bits per initial unit of uh, of memory. Uh, so, so I'm gonna go with eight
0: bits as the final answer. Eight is answer. your final answer. Eight is incorrect. Ooh. Clayton, would you like to have your opportunity to steal?
2: I'll take a stab at it. Um, I know that eight bits makes a byte. Uh, and so then if we're looking at like one megabyte of information, which is like still a very small flash drive, I'd guess like 8,000 bits.
0: 8,000 bits is way off, <laughs> way off. Dan was way closer. So uh, the original 4004 CPU chip, which, re- which was released in 1971, actually only had four bits, mm. oh, four bits on the CPU chip. So Dan, you were close. Um, there, are g- A lot of modern computers have 32 and 64 bits is pr- pretty standard nowadays. Um, obviously, if you have a supercomputer build your own you can kind of build it however you want make it kind of crazy but most most uh, computers you'll find nowadays are 32 or 64 bit
1: wow there you go learn something new somewhere completely different we've really come a long way
0: (laughs) Okay, (laughs) last 50 years no points no points in that round so question number four now published in march of 1984 What magazine was the first to include a holographic image on its cover? Once again, published in March of 1984, what magazine was the first to include a holographic image on its cover? Clayton, this one's to you.
2: I feel biased because I only read like one magazine. Um, But I feel like it wouldn't be something like Vogue or L. I feel like it has to be something a little more gimmicky. Like when I think holographic, I automatically think trading cards. So Fair. I'm going to say Sports Illustrated.
0: Sports Illustrated is a very good guess. However, that is also incorrect. Dan, you will have 15 seconds to take a stab at this one.
1: All right, so Sports Illustrated was also on my list and only because 1984 sounds like the right time for it. But there are a couple other ones. I feel like National Geographic also could be the first one, um, but also something about the reflector says highlights to me, like the ones that you read in the waiting rooms, but I'm 15 gonna 15
0: go seconds with, are up. Oh, I'm gonna go with National Geographic. National yeah. Geographic is your final answer. National Geographic is the correct answer. That is the oh. first magazine to have a holographic cover. Very good, Dan.
2: What was the cover, do you know?
0: Um, I actually was just about to pull it up here. It was an eagle. Hmm. Interesting. Wings right. spread out wide. Um, it's actually a it looks like a statue kind of thing, so first ever National Geographic there it is. Um, so Dan, you've successfully stole 5 points there. Well done. I'm feeling good. Yep, yep. Like is um, so, Clayton
1: sweating? I think Clayton might be sweating over there. I think he
0: is. Can we get
1: him a towel, please? I'm, I'm worried. I don't want him sweating on the microphone. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So now you have a chance with all this momentum you've got going to get this next question and to go up 25 nothing. Right now, the score is 15 nothing. Dan. Clayton has yet to get on the scoreboard. This is question number five. And the question is as follows. Villanova's 1985 championship team was the lowest seed to ever win the tournament, winning with what seed? Once again, Villanova's 1985 championship team was the lowest seed to ever win the tournament, winning with what seed?
1: All right, so as you guys know, I I went to grad school and did my graduate assistantship at Providence College, which is a Big East team, so I do know a good amount about the Big East. Huge Big East fan, big fan of Villanova's program um now lowest seed this is a little challenging um i don't think anybody's super low is ever i'm gonna go with i feel like the lowest they could do it at is an eight seed
0: eight seed but i could be and wrong. your correct answer is an eight seed you got it you <laughs> nailed it you could tell by clayton's reaction there he was he was ready to pull that trigger as soon Clayton, as Clayton. did uh, you know
1: that one yeah, I did.
0: Yeah, I could tell. He he knew it the entire way. He was just waiting for you to get it wrong so he could pounce. Wow, wow.
1: I'm feeling good, man. I'm yeah, telling you, awesome. don't. You, you gave me the Big East. That's my that, conference. That's my right. favorite basketball conference.
0: Yep. I promise that wasn't a lob. It's just kind of the way the questions worked out, Clayton. a <laughs> Big Ten guy over here. Yeah. All right. So uh, the score right now is 25 nothing. Dan, we are entering our sixth question. Of the contest, and this one Clayton will have the chance to go first. Question number six A remake of what scary movie was released on 6 2006, 30 years to the day after the release of the original? Once again, a remake of what scary movie was released on six six two thousand six? 2006, obviously a reference to 666, the number of the devil. 30 years to the day after the release of the original movie.
2: Let's see. So it'd be something with obviously the devil in it. You go to the famous Halloween movies or scary movies and you go to Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, You can go with The Shining, Scream. But 1976 Got 10 seconds. And the devil really makes me think The Exorcist. I don't know when it originally came out, but I'm going to say The Exorcist.
0: And The Exorcist is incorrect. The Exorcist is not the right answer here. Dan, you have a chance to steal. You have 15 seconds on the clock. What movie was released on 6-6-2006, 30 years after the original?
1: So I was originally thinking it might be Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but... Clayton's thinking of the devil really got me thinking, and I think it goes to that little creepy child named Damien. I think this is The Omen.
0: And your correct answer, the movie, scary movie released on 6-6-2006, 30 years after the original release date was The Omen.
2: Oh my The Omen
0: is the right answer. And Dan now takes a 35 to nothing
2: lead. Wow,
1: or thirty-five, or am I at thirty points? I'm sorry, Kev. Was that five points or?
2: I think I think it is just thirty. But geez. Now oh, that I gotta
1: was a say, steal. guys, that was a steal. You're right. Yep, yep. So guys, I I gotta say, I hate scary movies more than anything. But I do remember as a child, my dad had this one on, uh, <laughs> and and I was like, what is going on in this movie? And he, mm-hmm. he told me the whole background story. And then I was like, oh, you know what? I think that was about 2006. So that's what gave me the hint on that one
0: yep that was a good one i remember that was one of those i was uh sitting there in fifth or sixth grade and i remember my older brother coming home from the movie theater and telling me how scary this was and that the day was six six oh six, and it like the world was gonna end i remember sitting on my back patio and just kind of looking at the sky like waiting for the fire and brimstone to start to start raining down (laughs) um yeah that's uh that's definitely a spooky one for sure oh
1: yeah all right cool weird
0: Uh, question number seven now, this one, Dan, you will get to go first. Again, you have a 20 to nothing lead. So you have a chance to get another 10 points here. The question is everyone is familiar with Shaggy from Scooby Doo, but Shaggy is only a nickname. What was his full name? Once again, everyone's familiar with Shaggy from Scooby Doo, but Shaggy is only a nickname. What was his full name?
1: Wow. Okay. Um, I really don't have a, a good train of thought on this one. Um, hmm. Shaggy just seems so fitting, but I guess it does make sense that it is a nickname. But I don't know what Shaggy could be short for. Um, something. Something makes me think Robert, but that doesn't sound right. And I don't know.
0: I'll be impressed if you get the first or last name right. You have uh, ten seconds.
1: Yeah. I. Uh, I. I don't know anything on this one. I'm gonna go. I don't know why Robert feels right. I'm sure it's not, <laughs> but it is what my gut is telling me. So I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Robert.
0: <laughs> That's a good guess. Uh, Robert is not correct.
1: Oh, uh, shocker!
0: <laughs> not correct. Uh, Clayton, you have 15 seconds to steal. Ready, set, go.
2: Watching Scooby-Doo growing up, they used to do cutscenes of like behind the gang. And I think I remember them saying that his actual name is Norville Rogers. Oh, that
1: sounds better than mine. <laughs>
2: that, that sounds way better than yours because that is the correct
0: answer. Norville Rogers. I thought you were, you said Robert. I thought you were going to pull out Rogers and I was going to be like, I might have to give that to him off of technicality. But in this case, Clayton is able to steal and grab his first five points of the game.
1: Atta boy, Clayton. I got to say that that does sound kind of right. Once you said Rogers, it's like, okay, this, this seems familiar. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why Norville. What kind of name is Norville? Nobody said that name since
0: well, ooh, I <laughs> guess the
1: 1960s when they came out with that show.
0: That sounds so. about right. <laughs> All right. So this next one's going to be question number eight. We have three questions remaining. Clayton gets to go first in this one and then Dan first. And then Clayton gets to bring this one home. The score right now is 20 to five.
2: Dan.
1: Uh can we do a score check on that? I think we might have 30 to 5.
2: Yep. He's right. He's gotten two on his own and uh, two steals.
0: Two on his own, two steals. Yep, that's right. I forgot to write down the last one.
1: Yep, no worries. Just got to make sure Clayton knows how much he's down by. That's as long as you guys man. are paying attention. <laughs> Apparently, I'm not. So,
0: <laughs> I'll Trust take me. That. I,
1: I'll always remember <laughs> how much I'm beating Clayton by.
0: <laughs> All right. So the score is 30 to 5. Excuse me. Um, going into question number eight, uh, the point still stands. Clayton gets to go first, and this question is going to be huge if he wants a chance to win this thing. Okay. So, Clayton, your question. Question number eight What was the largest of the carnivorous dinosaurs? Once again, what was the largest of all the carnivorous dinosaurs? Oh,
2: I feel like this is a trap. Growing up, you always hear about T Rex and him being the biggest, but I feel like there was a bigger dinosaur, but I can't think of one off the top of my head. And so now I'm now I'm stuck between just going with the obvious T-Rex. I've seen the movie Dinosaur and, uh, man, 10 I'm seconds. just gonna have to go with it. I know the T-Rex was carnivorous and he was a big guy. And I feel like he had to be, he was the biggest. T-Rex is my final answer.
0: T-Rex, for all those reasons, you would think that's the right answer, but that is incorrect. Dan, you have 15 seconds as a rebuttal. Who was the largest of the carnivorous dinosaurs? Uh,
1: I I had the same train of thought as Clayton did. It feels like a trick question um, because T-Rex does seem like the the right answer. And I don't know if this one is a carnivorous dinosaur, but I'm going to go with the bronchosaurus.
0: Bronchosaurus... Was not Carnivorous, unfortunately. So that one is also uh, incorrect. Um, that one's also incorrect. The I, Clayton, I thought you were I, you were really close. You said you watched the movie Dinosaurs. How about Jurassic Park?
2: I haven't seen Jurassic Park in a minute.
0: Yeah, I, I think I think it's one. I think it's like the second or third one. This dinosaur is kind of the the main bad guy of it. It's the Spinosaurus. The Spinosaurus uh, is the largest huh. of all the Carnivorous dinosaurs. Hmm huh. Interesting. Oh. There you go. You guys had no idea. Oh.
2: Oh. I may have been mathematically eliminated. I've been crunching numbers in my head.
0: Yeah, you actually just <laughs> were mathematically eliminated. So what we're going to do is trigger that seesaw question. So Clayton, you have the first shot at the bonus question here. I'm just pulling it up here, making sure I have all the information in front of me. Obviously, like I said, this question, you guys will go back and forth. The first person to get an incorrect answer loses whoever survives the longest wins all right here we go are you guys ready
2: i sure hope so Probably all right born so, ready. oh yeah
0: so since 2001 there has been at least one player on the cover of the famous ea sports madden nfl video game you gentlemen will name espn or excuse me madden cover athletes Back and forth until one can no longer get a correct answer. So, Clayton, name a Madden cover athlete.
2: I'm going to start with my boy, Lamar Jackson.
0: That's correct. Weaver.
2: I will go to another running quarterback. Let's go with Mike Vick.
0: That is correct. Clayton.
2: Staying with my Ravens, I'm going to go with Ray Lewis. That
0: is correct. Dan.
2: Uh, I'll stay on the East Coast. Let's go with Donovan McNabb.
0: That is correct. Clayton.
2: Uh, I know one of my favorite receivers of all time, Larry Fitzgerald is on there.
0: That is correct. Dan.
2: Uh, I'll go with another receiver. I believe
1: Terrell Owens was on there.
0: And that is where we have an incorrect answer. Dan, I'll tell you what you were thinking of. Oh, he was on a different
1: game. He was was on
0: 2K. 2K 06, I believe.
1: Oh, geez. Yep. Yep. Oh no. You know, I I had a couple more. I knew that there was uh, Troy
0: Polamalu. I believe was Troy on was on there with Fitzgerald, with Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. You had your Marshall Falks. You had your Sean Alexander. Sean Alexander was not on my list. I thought. Yeah. one of you guys were going to break out the Peyton Hillis. I, I think great. Peyton Hillis. Yeah. I mean, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> who is that? No, the story behind him. That was the first year that they ever did a fan vote to determine the uh, the. ESPN or why do I keep saying ESPN the Madden cover athlete and all the Browns fans they just had this running back have a great season and all the band the Browns fans just banded together voted this guy and Peyton Hillis the one hit wonder out of the Cleveland Browns backfield ended up on the on the cover of Madden
1: 2012 man those people <laughs> from Ohio really have to cling on to something don't they
0: they do they don't win many games so <laughs> oh. Alright, so with that Clayton earns himself 10 points, so the score is now 15-30 to and he now has a chance to go into the last two questions with a chance to tie the game. If he gets this question correct, Dan gets his second question gets the second question incorrect and Clayton steals, he will earn 15 points and we will be tied going into the end of the game. So Clayton Are you ready for your final first shot at a question?
2: Gosh, I hope so.
0: (laughs) All right. So this is going to be question number nine. What is the name of the mountain that famously houses the Hollywood sign in California? Once again, what is the name of the mountain that famously houses the Hollywood sign in California?
2: I think the worst part is that I've, been there i haven't been on the mountain but i've been to la went to the rose bowl saw the hollywood sign and i could not tell you what the name of that mountain is i my only guess is something silly like mount hollywood (laughs) that's
0: a a very fair guess but it's incorrect dan you you have a a chance to to kind of run away with this one I think you, you you just sealed it, but let's let's do this thing regardless. You wanna rub, rub it in Clayton's face and take a shot at it? I'll, I'll take a
1: shot. I don't know if it's gonna be a good shot because I also uh, don't know. I didn't even know that that was a mountain. I just thought it was a big hill. Um, and I, I gotta believe that because it's in California, it's something a little Spanish. Um, and I my Spanish for mountain is weak. I don't know what the word for mountain is, but I do have a friend that coaches a team out there and it is called Miracosta. And for whatever reason, that seems like it's in the right territory as the Hollywood sign. So I'm going to go with Miracosta.
0: That is a really good guess that is probably way more intricate than the name actually is. Um, so the the correct answer is not, what'd you say?
1: Miracosta.
0: Not Miracosta. It's also not Mount Hollywood. It is actually just called Mount Lee. Oh. Um, Mount Lee is the right answer. And it's... Uh, a part of the Santa Monica Mountains, hmm. but Mount Lee is where the Hollywood sign is located. So with that, Clayton is officially eliminated, and we have our first ever Challenger Series winner. My buddy Dan, Dan, what do you have to say? Woo, woo, woo.
1: I will be celebrating big tonight. Wow! Oh man, this this is incredible. This feels really, really good, and. I'm, I'm going to tell you guys, I was a little worried coming into this one because Clayton is one of the only people that I usually brag about uh, his trivia knowledge. This dude is usually the uh, the ringer anytime you take him on a team in trivia. Um, but sorry, Clayton, you just didn't have it today. And you know who did? This guy right here. I'm feeling real good. I want to make sure you never forget this one, Clayton.
2: Oh, I know you won't let me. <laughs> <laughs> this is going on my resume, boy.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, like I said at the beginning of the show, um, if you are interested in—well, actually, Dan, would you be interested in coming back and defending your title in the next challenger series? I guess we have to ask. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so if you are uh, willing and able and want to take on Dan and want to be a part of ThinkCap, uh, DM me on Instagram again. ThinkCap at t h i n k k a p. And I'll get you on the list of uh, prospective uh, thinkers to take on Dan in the Challenger series. Um, with that, I want to thank everybody for listening this week. Uh, we're probably going to try and come out with these bi weekly. It's going to be a little bit more um, to. Uh, get together just with organizing the people and the questions and all that stuff so we're probably gonna release these bi-weekly but we're hoping to to put these out on a pretty regular basis for you and kind of keep the momentum rolling like I said I haven't hosted a trivia night in about 10 months so I'm loving the competitive atmosphere here that that was a lot of fun um, Dan I want to thank you for joining congratulations on the win Clayton I want to thank you for joining maybe you can uh, come take another stab at it soon I know you're you're a real competitive guy and you love your trivia so yeah uh, yeah you guys want us to say anything else before we take off here
2: definitely gonna have to try to take another stab at it let dan defend his title and uh, if he defends it for long enough i'll definitely be down to give another go at it
1: (laughs) kev i just want to thank you for having us on this is a lot of fun for me uh one of the highlights of my quarantined week um and clayton to you study up buddy (laughs) (laughs)
0: that's right all right guys so uh once again thanks for listening i will see you the next time we release one of these things and take care